Greg Collins Substitute Teachers Lounge. It is March 26, 2023. You know, you occasionally walk into a room as a substitute teacher and you have a co-teacher with you. Sometimes you want them in there. Sometimes you don't want them in there. What's the difference? All right, you know, I've I've taught middle school and high school both, taught academy classes this week, so it's been a good week. Something happened this week that wasn't wasn't bad in and of itself, but it reminded me of other times when I've been in the situation. So I thought it would be good, we haven't talked about it in a long time, about how you feel about having co-teachers in the room with you. Sometimes they're there to accompany students that may need a little bit extra help. Whatever the reason, sometimes they're there maybe perhaps as a student teacher. Sometimes they're there just to observe. You never know. But I thought I would talk about both the negative and positive reasons that I've seen. I guess reasons. (laughs) You wouldn't say reasons for negative, but the reason some of them turned out negative and the reason some of them turned out positive that's a better way of saying it. On the positive side, there are some classes that I won't often take. I'll look for something else unless I know there's going to be a co-teacher in there. Co-teachers are good to give you additional help. Sometimes I've had co-teachers that actually do the teaching for the class. And again, of course, student teachers fall into that category too. We actually, in our area, we have a college town. We are a college town, and we also have other colleges. As I think about it, maybe four other colleges, some small, some large, that are within 20 minutes of where we are located. You see them doing student teaching there. You can always tell with the student teacher how much they're, you know, they've gone through perhaps four years of schooling. You can hear the excitement in their voice. They're still going to have to get the, let's face it, the hardest part about teaching is maybe not so much the subject as it is to deal with some of the students that you have to deal with. Not so much, I'm not thinking about discipline right now. I'm thinking more about some just struggle with a topic more than others, and you have to think about how you're going to deal with that. So there are definitely some positive reasons to have that substitute teacher in there, or I should say the co-teacher in there with the substitute teacher. It kind of makes you feel more comfortable. You can do your thing, all that good stuff. Now, most of the show, unfortunately, and the negative topics that we do seem to draw a lot more attention to the podcast than the positive ones. I guess that's sad. Reminds me of the old positive channel that Ted Turner tried to start one time for just good news and it didn't last. It's kind of an indictment on us, I guess, as a society. But here's the negative things. I've seen some from way I say way back. I'm talking about since I've been substitute teaching. So two or three years ago, I remember there was a situation where, in fact, I believe it was when I was either a long-term teacher there or I was just there maybe three times every week. There was a teacher, extremely knowledgeable, good math person. I think I taught math most of the time. 
I was glad to have her in there for that. But there was some times that, and I think this happened more to the teachers. I ate lunch with the teachers, so they would share that information sometimes. Sometimes a lot of the teachers didn't want her in there because maybe perhaps because she's so knowledgeable, she wants to interject what she knows into the class. She's not trying to undermine the regular teacher. She just thinks she's helping out. But I have heard teachers say that sometimes they dread when it's their class's turn for this co-teacher to come in and help because she often takes over the class and they never get a chance to teach what they had hoped to teach. So that can happen on occasion. I will say sometimes I have, like the one we just mentioned, because she would have done this, but we actually got to be good friends, so she didn't interrupt me very much. I guess maybe the reason the other teachers might get upset, maybe she thought they were leaving something out that would be important. It's not as big a deal in math, because math is math. You pretty much do it the same way all the time. Yep, there's new math and new ways of doing things, but at that point, you're probably, everybody's doing the same thing. There are situations where you're put in a class for the first time as a substitute teacher, and you see you have a co-teacher. Sometimes there's a good student teacher in a class I had one day this week, and I was subbing for a teacher that was there in the building at the beginning but was going on a field trip or something. I can't remember. So he came by where I was to start off the day and told introduced me to, this, to the student teacher, and that was kind of nice, and she did a good job. There are some times, however, I've gone in with a co-teacher, and I didn't know how to behave. I want to pride myself in feeling like I can handle a class in my way, 95% positive all the time. 5%, sometimes my words have to be given out more harshly because they didn't pay attention to the first request. Perhaps that's the best way of saying it. But as you know, everybody's personality, everybody's teaching style is going to be a little bit different. So let me tell you what I've encountered over the years. <laughs> I'm guilty. You can tell I'm recording this at a school again. All right, so here's one thing that I've run across, and it happened maybe a couple of months ago. I thought that some of the students were treating the co-teacher a little bit disrespectfully, only from the standpoint that they weren't really doing what that co-teacher told them to do. And the co-teacher, for the most part, was conducting the class, I really just had to walk in. To be honest, I'm not real crazy about that. I would like to be just a little bit more in charge. Yes, there are times that I'm in a subject where, my goodness, I'm not going to know anybody about that topic. I had to teach in a high school one time male and female anatomy, and I was glad there was a student teacher in there. She taught it very well. I learned not to be embarrassed about teaching these things to high school students. In fact, 
both men and women, there was a lot more women in the class, but both men and women would come and ask me questions. Maybe years ago, I might have been embarrassed about to give an answer, but I'd give them an answer because it was part of the curriculum. Nothing too crazy, of course, but obviously information that they needed to know. Now, in this case, the teacher was trying to teach, and she told the kids, a couple of kids to settle down or quit walking around, or I can't remember exactly how it went, but after a couple of tries, it wasn't very successful. I don't know as if they, and this doesn't have anything to do with male or female teachers, but some teachers just talk more loudly than others. Some, some people's personalities and attitudes, maybe inflection of their words, have a bigger effect. Well, this wasn't having any effect. So I finally, in my loud voice, said, guys, listen to your teacher and go back to where you're supposed to be. Now, guess at what happened. And then let me tell you what I thought about a couple of hours or maybe it was even a couple of minutes. I can't remember what I thought about after that happened. Those kids, as soon as I raised my voice, told them to do what the teacher is saying and go back to their chair, they did. So I've got one side of the argument where I'm thinking, all right, I helped that co-teacher out. I'm sure they're thankful. And then I'm thinking later, you know, what do they really have to be thankful about? Did I just undermine them, their authority, because I felt like the co-teacher wasn't doing an effective job of getting the students settled down? Or did I do the right thing to help out after what that co-teacher was saying didn't work? Now, I don't know how you feel about that. I guess maybe I took it too personally or overthought the situation. But still, I'm thinking, all right, here's what I do every time. I question myself when I get home. I do this with volleyball refereeing, too. There's some t situations that will cause me to maybe feel bad when I leave. Maybe I could have done handled something a little bit differently, and I could feel bad about it, and often I do. But then I, after I've had time, maybe the next day and things have settled down a bit, I'll think, all right, rather than feel bad about it, rather than dreading if that situation ever comes up again, what can I do to improve myself? So I got to thinking about this teacher situation, the fact that they could not get the kids, the co-teacher could not get the kids to settle down. And I'm thinking, all right, how would I handle that differently the next time? And so the, oh, the, the best thing, I guess, is when I walk in sometimes now and I've never met a teacher, or especially like if it's a you know, maybe even especially a student teacher, because I know they're only there for a limited amount of time. I know that I've never met them. I know that this might be the last time I see them. So they don't know what kind of person I am. They can probably tell I'm friendly, that I'm pretty laid back. But I, I notice there's been times when I'll walk around and talk to the students more than the co-teacher, even though the co-teacher is teaching especially if it's students that I've had before. They want to talk to me to see what I've been doing lately, to see what they've been doing lately, catch up on their sports for their school just for a few minutes and that type of thing, maybe assist them with their work. 
all that good stuff. So I think what I'm going to start doing is when I walk in and meet a, a new co-teacher, I'll tell them, listen, I have a loud voice. If you ever want my assistance helping settle them down, I don't want to undermine you. If you have chosen not to speak with a louder voice to settle them down, at, if you want to do things differently, that works for me. But if I, sometimes I'm sure in my past, I have fussed at students to sit down when the co-teacher was really the one teaching the class. Maybe they didn't want me to do that. And I've got to be cognizant of that as I go on as a substitute teacher. I've got to think of ways to do that kind of thing better as the school carries on and the teachers carry on. Now, so here's what I want you to do. Think about the times you've been with a co-teacher. Did it go well? Did it not go well? Think about the times that you want to always have a co-teacher in there with you, that it helps you, that there have been co-teachers that I know have a lot of years of experience. In that case, I'm never going to walk in and say, do you want me to raise my voice if the students aren't doing what you say? I wouldn't ever do that to them because they're the experienced teacher. They want to handle things most likely the way they want to handle things. Younger teachers, I would say that to them. I would just say, if you want my help getting them back in seats, if you want my help here, if you want my help teaching, feel free. Most of them, you'll find that most of them really appreciate that. As opposed to if you just go into a room and start interjecting into the lesson plan, getting off topic, creating a situation for that co-teacher or whoever the teacher happens to be that's in there with you that they really didn't want to deal with that day, well, then you've kind of, it's not really a matter of losing respect, but you've kind of put the teacher in a situation, the co-teacher where now we're off topic, we didn't cover the topic they really needed to cover that day, and you put yourself in a situation where maybe they might even choose to talk to you about it after the class is over. So think about your good co-teaching situations. Maybe you've been a co-teacher before. Think about situations that have turned out bad. Think about ways that you've handled it that you wish you hadn't. Raise your voice too loudly. I've had situations where students, you say things to them a couple of times, and, and I was like this in high school too, so it's not like they're inventing things to do bad. And it's not really bad things, but just distracting things. And then I really have to raise my voice loud the third time, and I'll tell them later, I said, listen, guys, it wasn't what you're do doing was so wrong it was that I had to finally raise my voice so loudly that everybody in the room could hear what I was saying to you because you wouldn't listen otherwise. Most of the time, you'll find out that the students understand that. They won't particularly be crazy about being raised a voice to... But, you know, they'll get over it. So I would leave it at this. When you have a co-teacher in your room... Just walk up and say, I will do as much as you need me to and as little as you need me to. And I think that is a perfect way to start. 
If you have some background in a particular subject and that's the subject you're teaching today, well, tell them that and they may love to have you jump in at any opportunity. So co-teachers, sometimes you love to have them there. Sometimes you'd rather just do it on your own. And we all understand that. And I think they do too. And as they get to know you, as the school gets to know you, they're going to give you more opportunity to start interjecting your own thoughts anyway. And a fun little game for you to play, totally unrelated. You've heard the bells of the school ring at least two times during this podcast. See if you can figure out what notes are being played. I know because there's a musical class here, and I asked the director. So see if you can figure that out and post your answer in the Substitute Teachers Lounge group page on Facebook. Have a good week.